This is the Fantasy Road Show. We are live. Live, 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 live. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Fantasy Road Show. We're back. You we know are it. back. It's your hosts, Mike and Ryan. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at fantasy underscore trucker, and he is at Coles underscore sports. Mike, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing just outstanding, Ryan. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I had a great day. Um, it's beautiful here in Austin. I'm settling in and really enjoying it. Um, so, yeah, actually uh, also had an interview for a CBS game show. Um, whoa, whoa, hey oh! Stay tuned for that. I think it went pretty well. I did drop the pod in there. Um, oh, snap. They told me to say my name, give a little intro and what I do. And I said I launched a fantasy football podcast, baby. Wow, so, look at that. You better Talk believe publicity. You better believe if we land that show, that's going to be our first merch. Um, oh, yeah. I would, yeah. I'd love to to ro- walk in there with a Fantasy Roadshow logo little, on. and just little PPR is standard on the PPR shirt. PPR is standard and just <laughs> just let it rip, baby. Yeah. It yeah. Was fun. It was really fun. Hell, yeah. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Well, um, I am in yeah, the where truck. Where are you? I'm in the truck. Where are you, you at? Tell. I'm oh, in the truck. Damn. Um. <laughs> On the road still, you know, it's a weekly thing over here with the fantasy trucker. And I am in New Haven, New Haven, Connecticut. Pizza capital of the world, baby. Dave Portnoy said so himself. Yeah. So you know what I I had to do. You know what I had to do, Mike? I went ahead and got me a a pizza from (laughs) Frank Pepe. Frank Frank Pepe. Pepe. Right. Not only did I get a pizza from Frank Pepe. But I also got a pizza from Sally's a pizza. You telling me you got a pizza from Sally's? Sally's a pizza. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and review both of them live on the pod one and tell bite. you guys which one I think is better. Make Portnoy Mike, proud. Make yeah, Dave you know, Portnoy proud. You're in the your pizza capital of the world. You got the two yeah. top dogs in town. Um, let's show the people what New Haven's all about. Um, and, you know. If you're in New Haven, Sally's and Frank Pepe, we're about to find out if that's the go-to spots. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna show this one off first. This is oh, Frank Pepe. Oh, this I'm now, Mike. I'm not even kidding you. Like, this is the best oh. looking pizza I've ever seen. Like, it is just, it's it's toasted right. It looks crispy, but it also looks like it. Like I didn't have to order it well done, like I have to do in Chicago sometimes on my thin crust. This oh. is. Oh man, it just looks great. So I'm gonna try the the Frank Pepe first. Yeah, and if you're listening on the podcast form, what are you doing? Go to go to YouTube.com/slash/SportsEthos. Check out the YouTube. You need to see this pizza. I'm telling you. Yeah, you do. It's a sight to to see. Okay. While you're at it, subscribe to the Sports Ethos channel because we are releasing episodes daily right now. We are uh, trying to bump out as much confidence content as we can and sports ethos has uh been oh man look at that pizza there's no flop there's oh no god. flop no hang look at this this is just oh my god one bite everybody knows the rules shout out dave portnoy please just describe what is going on right now in your mouth 
excellence. <laughs> just the only word I can use to describe this is excellence. It is got the, the, the sauce flavor is subtle, but it's also very bold. It's the cheese is, is like the perfect amount. The thin crust, this, the bottom of the pizza here, look at that toast, it, the toastiness on this pizza. It is, this is, I don't understand how Sally's could be any better than this. Wow. This is, this is really, really good. Give us a, and, give us a bite of the crust. What's the crust like? Is the sec second bite just as good? <laughs> even, <laughs> even better. Even better. Oh, baby. Mm hmm. Mm. Wow. Mike, I wish you were here to hit, to try this with me. Oh, this right here. This, this Frank Pepe is easily the best pizza I've ever had. <laughs> oh, no easily. Shit. I've eaten a lot of pizza. I'm from Chicago. I eat deep dish tavern style, thin crust, square cut. I love it. Yeah, I love it. But this right here, this really is the pizza capital of America. Yeah. Wow. First one, Frank Pepe. Give wow. us a review. Give us a score. Give us a score. No, I'm going to give that a score. I'm going to, I'm going to go with a, a 9.4. That was just wow. Way better than I was expecting. That was. So you're leaving 0.6 review. I'm, 0.6 uh, yeah. of room for. The best Sally, ever. Sally's has yeah. Sally. Sally has some competition. Okay, Let, let's see. Here, so. Let's see. Let's see what's now, going on. I'm going to show you Sally's uh, pizza. Now it's Sally's a p i z z a. So it's not a pizza. It's a pizza. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Charred to perfection. Like literally. Okay. So I'm. Let it. Rip. I know. I said. I know. I said the last one looked really good. This one looks even better. Okay. Let it, let it rip. Yeah. So, wow, this is this is this this looks really good. Having a hard time separating this piece. Uh, one thing one thing I'm noticing right right off the bat, it's thinner. This is a thinner pizza than Frank Pepe. Now there is a little bit of a hang here, but just understand I, I got this pizza probably like 40 minutes ago, so it's yeah. not fresh. Okay. All right, let it rip. Wow. It's 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 oh my god, hold on, hold on. <laughs> get into it. Yeah, devour that thing. Eat the get the crust. Oh, the crunch. The people heard the crunch and the mic for those listening on podcasts. It was not even at his mouth. Wow. Holy shit. 9.8 9.8 this is fucking Whammy. amazing i'm i may just eat this whole thing right now oh my all right well let's get into some football huh folks we just saw ryan thank you so much traveling the world doing a doing the great people of america your services by uh hauling hauling all of our goods and you're not we're having some fun along the way i love it uh pizza capital of the world gave us a great review we got a nine four on Frank Pepe and nine eight on Sally's. Um, let's get into some football. What do you say? Hell yeah, Mike! What are we talking about today? Uh, we're going dynasty wide receiver rankings uh, twenty one to thirty, um, and you know we went through top twenty. Uh, so here's where there starts to be a little bit of separation. So we're going to kind of take some commonalities. 
um, talk about a few different groupings we have in this in, in this space. And then um, at the end, we'll kind of go back and review uh, both of our 21 through 30s. So, you know, but of course, we will be posting that on Sports Ethos, our rankings when this is all said and done. We're going to up, be updating those, uh, you know, weekly or as time comes. So uh, let's uh, let's get into the rookies. We got some rookies. We talked about JSN yesterday. Um, so I had him a little bit higher. That's why we talked about him. Um, but Ryan's got Jordan Addison sitting at his 20 spot. I'll let you go ahead and just kind of rattle off these uh, rookies and talk about them. And then yeah. I can, I'll come in and, and say my piece from there. Yeah. Um, you know, Jordan Anderson is, is very interesting, like, especially in dynasty, this kid's young, you know, he's, he seems to be the next case study for this undersized, but highly productive wide receiver. You know, he put up over 3,100 yards in three years at, at, at Pitt and USC on uh, 2021 at Pitt, hundred targets, I'm sorry, 100 receptions, almost 1,600 yards, and 17 touchdowns. Yeah, Just he was very... uh, wide receiver of the year. He won, I forget what they name it in college, but he he won wide receiver of the year. Yeah, rightfully uh, so. Yep. Yeah, and, you know, if you think about the Vikings, they've they've been supporting two elite wide receivers for a long time. And, you know, he could possibly become the number two target in that offense pretty quickly. You know, obviously, Hawkinson had a great end of the season last year, and, you know, we're both pretty, you know, pretty bullish on him, but that's up in the air. You, you never know how this, this off season is going to shake out. Um, I could see Addison really stepping up and, and becoming that number two. And I mean, if you're on the other side of Justin Jefferson, like you're going to see some single coverage. Jefferson's going to be taking all the focus away from Addison. I'm, I'm just saying I could see, I could see a big rookie year from Jordan Addison and kind of him cementing himself as a great wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, I think he's probably the odds on like everyone's favorite given his situation there across from Jefferson Um, and Cousins delivering the ball, stepping into that Thielen role or at least that production that Thielen offered. He's got should be over Osborne. I think that's kind of just, you know, what everyone has in mind. Yeah, but I usually don't do this and play the um, it and play the, I forget what that role is called, but um, I have Addison as my last out of my, my last ranked um, rookie receiver out of those elite receivers. Okay. So I, I actually have in my dynasty rankings, I have JSN the highest, and then I have Quentin Johnson at 24. Okay. uh, Zay flowers at 28. And then I have Jordan Addison at my 30 spot. Um, And honestly, like it's hard to really come up with a knock, but I just think that Hawkinson's going to be getting kind of the same level of um, targets that he had last year and, or Addison's going to kind of be third fiddle there. So I don't necessarily dislike him. I have nothing bad to say about him. Um, It's simply just kind of fading the public opinion there saying that he's going to be top dog. Um, And quite honestly, this year I could see Quentin Johnson being, like in redraft rankings, I could see myself having Johnson above everyone um, because the injury upside so high uh, with Keenan Allen and um, and with Mike Williams there. But I just think he is yeah. such a freak, and I think Herbert is the best quarterback by far out of all of those guys we named. Throwing quarterback for sure. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I agree with you in that aspect. 
Um, but you know, I got Quentin Johnson down at 29. Um, you know, I just, with, with Addison's path to success, I can see it pretty immediately. You know, um, we're, we're, we're going to talk about Keenan Allen and Mike Williams next episode as a little hint to that, but I don't want to dive too much into them, but Quentin Johnston, he's going to be the rookie wide receiver in a group that is pretty established with, with just, or um, with Justin, uh, Herbert. So, you know, he's coming in as the number three, he's the big body receiver. He could be the deep ball, uh, you know, he could receive a lot of deep ball throws from from Herbert, but, you know, Mike Williams usually plays that role. So I, I don't know. I just don't see an immediate path to success from him. Yeah, there's injury upside, but we never really want to be banking on on these guys getting injured. Keenan Allen's been pretty healthy most of his career. He dealt with an injury last year. Obviously, Mike Williams has had his injury upsets, but I don't know. I just see a little bit more of a a different path to success for Quentin Johnston. Yeah, but I see them. So like, because I think Hawkinson is going to be the number two target there, I basically see them both in a wide, like in a third, in a third receiving target role. But I just think that Herbert is so much better than cousins. And I'm not too confident in Keenan Allen and Mike Williams being like sure fire ahead of Johnson. Whereas if he comes out and lights the field on fire, he can easily become the number two, potentially the, that number one target. Whereas Addison will always be, be behind Jefferson. And quite frankly, I think Hawkinson too, just because of how much cousins like to go to him. So again, it's no knock against Addison. I just, it's fading the public and it's fading like Allen and Mike Williams just not really ever being as like cemented into those roles as, um, you know, a young hungry guy who's a freak athlete. But anyways, I, I don't think we need to, you know, keep talking about it. It's just how we both view that situation. Yeah. Um, but Zay flowers, he's a guy who I've told you like during the draft process, I was like, dude, this Zay flowers guy. Yeah, you did is just has something else like has a different gear. He's got that like small man's just like I'm shorter than you, but I can ball mentality that 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 pit bull mentality that Steve Smith had in Carolina. Um, So I just think that like his style fits well with Lamar like. I don't know why I just feel like that slot type, like get me the ball and let me make plays is going to fit Lamar and like maybe get some roll out dump offs and just get creative with flowers. Whereas yeah. like, I don't know that Bateman really solidified a role and Beckham is just kind of all over the place in a mess. Um, so I think he could very well be like the most sure handed target next to Andrews in that Ravens offense. So I have him at 28 and could potentially see him rise Um, you know, these rookies, they're all going to be highly ranked because of the unknown, but we're going to see, yeah, we're going to see how their roles are solidified this year and that they can be in a much different spot next year. So that's always exciting, but we're taking a shot on to me. Yeah. You know, flowers, I haven't ranked a little bit lower than you just because of the, you know, what, what we've seen from this Ravens offense in the past. Um, they did get a new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin and, he usually runs a pretty pass-heavy offense, so yeah, that's going to be you know, exciting. Absolutely, I could see. I honestly could see Flowers fit into that that um, that Waddle or or Devonta Smith role that for the Ravens, like uh, you know, shifty, deep, deep target, 
you know, reliable on early downs too. And, you know, I don't know that that wide receiver room is pretty wide open. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So I, I think, uh, that's a pretty good, pretty good. Uh, you know, there's so much unknown there that w- with their roles. So I think that's like our best, just quick analysis of that. I don't know that we need to go any deeper. It's just, you know, as the season goes on and we see how things change, we're going to put in our input and see those roles get more solidified. But, um, you know, a wide receiver room I do want to talk about is the 49ers. Mm. Um, I have Debo as my 22nd. You have him as your 21st. And yes. then I have Brandon Ayuk right behind him at 23, and you have him at 24. Um, even as I say that, I would be tempted to put Ayuk in front of Debo just because I, I think... <laughs> Mike, get out of my head, okay? I was literally just about yeah. to say that. I am I am I am about to be putting as soon as this episode's over, maybe even before, I'm putting Ayuk over Debo. I'm yeah, making like, it official. I mean, like Debo's awesome. It's just how big of a playmaker and how aggressive he is. We've seen it lead, lead to some kind of injury issues here and there. Whereas oh, yeah. Ayuk is just getting better every year, trending in the right direction becoming one of the more favorite targets in the passing game. And like with Christian McCaffrey in, I don't know that Debo sees really any game. Like I can see him being motioned into the backfield and then running yeah. like, you know, that shot, that, that double shotgun approach. Um, but I don't know that he's going to have 10 carries ever again. Even if, you know, McCaffrey goes down, they have Eli Mitchell who they love and who has been awesome. So to me, yeah. Debo, uh, will still be heavily involved and make huge plays and be kind of like a boom buff, boom bust fantasy. We know he's going to catch those screens that he loves. Oh yeah, they love using him in the screen game. That, and we know that'll always be a part of the offense. So he's going to have value, but um, yeah. definitely CMC coming in and how creative it is getting CMC the ball that takes a little bit of that away from Debo. Yeah, I mean, obviously McCaffrey is the focal point of that offense, but. Uh, last year, even with McCaffrey, he's Debo still averaged four carries per game. So he's still being utilized in that as, aspect, and they're going to try to create creative ways to hand him off the ball. So he technically still has that upside as a runner, though it's not as big as it once was. But the reason why I'm kind of been down on Debo lately is um, last year in 13 games, he only scored two receiving touchdowns. He only had over a hundred yards once in those 13 games. Like he's, I just, I, I don't think he, like he had that one good season back in 2021 where he finished at three, all, all the other seasons, he, he hasn't finished in the top 32. Like he's, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't think he is their, their best wide receiver on the team. I think that's Brandon Ayuk, and, you know, Ayuk finished at what wide receiver 15 last year. He had a career high in targets, 114 receptions and 78 yards and with 1,015 and touchdowns. Like he all across yeah. the board, he had a career high. Yeah, he was 114 targets, 78 receptions, 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns. Um, so, yeah, best. that's good for your wide receiver 15. Whereas you're right, Debo, uh, 2015, he played 15 games 2020 he played seven games then he had a full season where he was top three um he had 77 receptions 1400 yards six how many rushing touchdowns that year um honestly i don't know but um it it was a lot and then uh and then last year you know 
getting drafted very high, only played 13 games. So um, had 56 receptions, 632 yards and two touchdowns. So he's really only had six receiving touchdowns that one season, that outlier season that it seems yeah. like. So, um, yeah. you know, there is boom bust. Uh, I just like the way that Ayuk is trending. I think we both. Agree. Yeah, stop, stop drafting Debo Samuel over Brandon Ayuk. Start looking at it in a different perspective. Ayuk is the better receiver. That's the whole point we're trying to make here. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I I like to talk about uh, some of these veteran receivers that we both see here. Okay. Uh, kind of group them all together. So Godwin, we're counting him in as him as a veteran. Uh, yeah. And then Michael Pittman, and um, we'll go ahead and throw Amari Cooper in there as well. I have Godwin at 26. You have him at 23. Uh, we both have Pittman at 25. And then uh, Cooper, who's obviously aged, he's in his 30, age 30 season. I have him at 31, and you have him at 28. Um, so, yeah, start off with Godwin. Tell us why he's. you have him there at 23. Um, Godwin is really hard for me to rank. Like he's he's a he's a good receiver, but to me he's like the candidate or the type of player that has a, a high floor and a low ceiling. You know he's he's a safe pick in in fantasy football, and you know he he seems to be the short yardage wide receiver, and uh, I, you know that he may be highly productive in this offense with bad quarterback play. You know, um, but you know last year career high in targets and receptions, 142. 104 tar- 104 receptions for over a thousand yards, but that was with Tom Brady. So you kind of you can't really be expecting him to be producing like that this year. And you know, I I don't know. I I have him ranked there because he I'm betting on the talent of Chris Godwin. And if Tampa Bay somehow is able to secure a better quarterback for the future, uh, Godwin will be a very good asset in Dynasty. Yeah, um, I'm not going to really talk much about Godwin. Uh, you know, 128 and 142 targets with Brady there, which is awesome, and that's why he's up here, you know, highly up here in the rankings. Yeah, he is a sure-handed guy, but I do not like uh, Baker Mayfield. Um, I don't know what that future looks, what the rest of his career looks like. So, you know, I have him at yeah. 26. I could very well see myself as we're talking, move him down. Uh, a little bit further. So uh, I don't, I don't need to say too much there. He may be on like kind of my don't draft list to be honest. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. And and, and saying that another guy is Michael Pittman. I think his talent is out of this. Yeah. I mean, he, his talents out of this world. Uh, I just don't, I'm not a believer in Anthony Richardson. You've heard me say that I'm surely not a believer in him this year. Uh, and Pittman, as he's in his prime, he's kind of got the shaft with, you know, the mess of last season and then um, figuring out a new rookie quarterback who has raw talent, but not necessarily a pure passer. Uh, I'm a little bit worried about him. I think I'd put him on my new not, do not draft, draft list as well. So I don't know what you have to say quickly about Pittman, because I don't know that there's too much to say. Yeah, no, you know, the, the Colts have been struggling. It's no, that's no secret, but they got a new offensive coordinator um, and a new coach and a whole revamped offense. And yeah, I, I don't think that uh, Anthony Richardson is going to have much success this year, but moving forward, Pittman is the guy. So if they do figure it out, if Richardson is somehow is able to become uh, into that people, that quarterback people expect him to, 
then Pittman will be a good receiver. But, I mean, he's still finished inside the top 20 in each of the last two years, his first two seasons. Like, you know, he he's a good wide receiver. So if the Colts figure it out, he'll be very good. Yeah, so I just looked up Anthony Richardson's over-under for passing yards. It's 26, Ooh, what is it? 2,600, um, <laughs> which is not a great number. So, like, granted, a lot of that should go to Pittman, so you could very well see him be a 1,000-yard receiver. Um, yeah, he got just know. he was just under that. He got 925 last year. Yeah, so you could see him be a 1,000-yard receiver, but I, I'm probably staying away. I'm staying away because I do not like or believe in Richardson, and that's really all I got to say about him. But yeah. guy I am very high on, and if we, like we talked about a little bit yesterday, if we're in a win-now situation, I'm drafting Amari Cooper. Um, yeah. If you look at what Deshaun Watson has done in his full healthy seasons and the type of wide receiver one production that he has supported, it is top tier. Um you know, he had Will Fuller and made Will Fuller into a, I don't know, what was he, a top 15, sure. Yeah, I would say top, top 10 15, guy. Yeah. Um, Just about. So, you know, I, I expect a huge bounce back and kind of his old form from, uh, let's see, he was a top. He was top, it says 32, but that was only in 11 games which yeah. is amazing to see. So I don't know what his like per game number was, but I, I think it's, you know, up in that top 15 range. Anyways, we can fact check that and tweet it out. But um, <laughs> so for me, Cooper, I'm all about it. Give me some Cooper in the next two years. He's a great receiver. He's a ball hawk. Um, yeah. So I have him at 31, a little bit lower than these young guys, but I expect him to have, you know, a very, very good couple seasons and I'm going to have him high on redraft. Yeah, I think he is, he's 29 years old, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's 30. Okay, I thought he was 29, but either way, it's very similar. He's he is, he's 29, so okay. he got another year there. Yeah, well, he has, he's under contract for two more seasons. So between this one and next year, he's under contract. Um, you know, he finished at number 10 last year. He was the number 10 scoring quarterback. I'm sorry, scoring wide receiver, uh, but... What I noticed when I was looking at Amari Cooper's stat line is, I mean, Watson was really brushing off the cobwebs. Like he, with Watson, towards the end of the season, he averaged six targets, three receptions, and 61 yards. Like he he got most of his production and finished at number 10 without Deshaun Watson. So that's what that's what scares me about it. But I'm confident, and so are you. We're, we both talked about this. Deshaun Watson should be fully ready to go now. Absolutely. And I, you know, I, I think Amari Cooper is going to finish in the top 10 every season. He plays a full season with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so that could be, you know, a couple of years, two, three years could be yeah. higher on Cooper, honestly. Um, but uh, yeah, so I let's talk. Like, about, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. What, did you, what were you going to say? I feel like I need to move him up in my rankings. Like the, yeah. from from where we have Pittman and where I have Godwin and my feelings on them. And just knowing that I think I could get a top 10 wide receiver for the next two years, I'm, yep. I'm bumping Cooper up. Okay. Yep. So that's where I, where I stand on that. Yeah. So next we have the, um, we have Terry McLaurin who you're higher on. You have him at 26. I have him at 32. Um, and then Jahan Dotson, who I have at 27 and you have at 31. So we almost have yeah. those two flipped. I like the young talent in Dotson. And quite frankly, like I've never been a McLaurin guy, so I'm probably a little bit low on him. 
lower than yeah. I should be, but I think so. It's just all instinct for me is why I like Dotson over uh, McLaurin. I mean, you saw him last year, um, seven touchdowns in 12 games. Um, you know, he, they like, they like to find him in his first four games. He had four touchdowns. So yeah, um, five targets, three receptions, 40 yards, two touchdowns. His first game as a rookie. Um, I, I just think that he likes to, he's one of those guys that finds space so well. And if a player breaks down, you can count on him to get open. Uh, you saw Tyreek Hill make a career of it. Um, and I think Dotson's kind of that guy. Howell, who kind of likes to scramble as well. I think he's going to find him in some spots and make some big plays. So I'm, I'm high on Dotson. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, it's not that I'm low on Dotson. I still, I still believe in Dotson. Um, and I could see Dotson and McLaurin finishing with very, very similar stats across the board, depending if Howell can figure it out, yep. you know, but I mean, Dotson, he missed what five games due to a hamstring injury last year, ended up at wide receiver 51. He had an, a, a very intriguing beginning to the season and end of the season. Really? He led the team in targets in, this, in the final five games. He was averaging seven targets a game, but, uh, I think, you know, um, uh, Terry McLaurin was right under that with like six. Yeah. So it's not like he's outperforming McLaurin by a lot. Terry, he's last year, he had a career high with 1,191 yards. Okay. All doing that with 28% of his targets deemed uncatchable. Like it was the bad, the quarterback play couldn't get much worse from last year. Hopefully Sam Howell's the guy, you know, McLaurin saw 120 plus targets the, the past three straight seasons. And he's probably going to see him again. But I, you know, they're they're going to be a good tandem. I, I I expect McLaurin and Dotson, especially with uh, um, Eric Bieniemy coming into the mix. You know, I I I see great things happening for this team. Yeah, super creative offense coordinator. Uh, I mentioned Tyree Kill earlier, and that he saw success in a Bieniemy offense. It makes me like those guys a lot. So yeah, um, let's jag off though. What do you say? <laughs> Mike, you know me. I love to jag off. Jagging off. Let's jag off here. Uh, I got. Jag off. Uh, you're a jag off, <laughs> you're dude. A, you're a fucking jag off. Jeez, All right. Anyway, jag. we got. Uh, so I have Calvin Ridley there at 29. I have Christian Kirk at 35. Um, you have Christian Kirk at 27 and Ridley down at 36. So we're actually swapped again on those guys. Hmm. Um, so pretty interesting. What do you got to say there? Um, okay. So when I, when I was, when I was first doing these rankings, my initial thought process with Calvin Ridley, this guy hasn't played football in like over 700 days. Like he's been out a long time. I think since November of 2021. Okay. But as of recently, I'm starting to get back on the train that Calvin Ridley is just an elite wide receiver. Like he, I'm sorry, Calvin. Yeah. Calvin Ridley is an elite wide receiver. He's 28 years old. Um, he will be a free agent after this season. So there's not much invested in his contract in terms of that. So, you know, I know you like to see players on contract years. Um, yeah. Calvin Ridley has something to prove here. I think he, he wants to clear his name from all the distractions that happened to him. Right. But I don't I don't know. I, I really think that it's a very possibility that Christian Kirk can lead the team in targets. 
it's, I can't wait to see how this shakes out. Yeah, where, Christian where Kirk him? was wide receiver 11 last year. So, yeah. I mean, he's outstanding, 26 years old, uh, 133 targets, 84 receptions, 1,100 for eight touchdowns. I mean, if he yeah. can repeat that year, that's outstanding. Quite frankly, like, I think Trevor Lawrence takes a massive step forward. I've already talked about that. So yeah, these two too. guys are going to have huge years. I probably rely on Kirk a little bit more, but honestly, like, Ridley, I think he's going to get hyped up and his ADP is going to rise during training camp. Um, And, you know, I might want to get him on a best ball team here um, before that happens because might be a good idea. I think you're going to see him just having an athletic rise and look really good. Um, But like I said, Lawrence is going to take a massive step forward. So I think you're going to see Ridley, Kirk, Ingram, and even Zay Jones benefit from that. Um, so yeah. I expect a huge fantasy season for the Jags. Um, and um, yeah, so, you know, I also want to say, Rye, we're moving, yeah. we're moving really well right now. And because we have these guys ranked uh, at a pretty wide range, I think we can keep on going and let's do, <laughs> let's do 21 through 40 right now. Uh, but let's list off our 21 to 30 first, and then we'll keep going down to 40. So I have Jerry Judy, 21, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Quentin Johnson, Pittman at 25, Godwin, 26, Dotson, 27, Flowers, Ridley, and Addison to top off my 21 through 30. Why don't you write, read off yours? Um, yes, I have... Give me one second. I'm going to pull it up real quick. Um, 21, I have Debo Samuel. 22 is Jackson Smith and Jigba. Chris Godwin, Brandon Ayuk, Michael Pittman, Terry McLaurin, Christian Kirk, Amari Cooper, Quentin Johnston, George Pickens down at 30. Yep. So let's, we're going to have all of this posted on Sports Ethos. We're going to have it organized, posted for you. You're going to be able to see our rankings as we go, as mentioned earlier. Um, but we're going to go in and hammer out these 31 to 40 for you right now because we've talked about Coop, Amari Cooper. We've talked about Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin. Um, so Calvin Ridley, we talked about a lot of these guys. Let's go in and talk about Traylon Burks real quick, Rye. What do you have to say about Burks? He's just, he, to me, it's kind of an ugly pick right now. He's... I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about Traylon Burks right now. Like he, yes, he's a young receiver. He seems he's the best receiver in that terrible wide receiver room. He should be a see a transition and quarterback here pretty soon. You know, his, his future should be bright, but I just, I'm not very attracted to, to drafting him in dynasty. Like he's just, I could see him kind of fizzling out as well. So I don't know. How do you feel about him? I like Burks. I've heard, you know, we've heard that he's come in a lot leaner. Um, I think his talent is definitely there. Um, Tannehill's to me seems to be the quarterback. We've heard this week that um, Malik Willis is out playing Will Levis. So I don't think he sees the field at all this year. (laughs) Tannehill's going to be their guy this year. So I think Burks is probably going to take a step forward for sure with someone like Tannehill back there who has you know the likes of aj brown that has produced pretty well so i expect to see um burks have a pretty good season um that's why i have him there at 33 i i I don't know um 
I'm not too I'm not too worried uh, about him this year. The future does start to get a little gray because they don't have a quarterback figured out yet. Uh, I think it was a swing and a miss on Willis, and I think it's going to be a swing and a miss on Levis. So, um, yeah. But then I got Traylon or I have Hollywood Brown at 34. This is a guy who could see a massive target share this year. Um, so I'm just worried that the Cardinals are going to be tanking and that they're going to be one of the worst teams. That being said, what happens if uh, Kyler Murray comes back week eight? You know, I don't know what their season looks like. So I, I, that's why I have him down at 34. He's a guy that could come out and have a huge season. What do you got to say about Hollywood? Yeah, you know, he's he's he showed last year that even without Murray, he still averaged seven targets a game. Like he's still being, you know, utilized as an elite wide receiver. Um, without Hopkins last year, in the first six games of the season, he averaged 18 points on 10 targets. He was wide receiver five during that time. The wide receiver five through the first six weeks. Yeah. That's the type of upside that Hollywood Brown has. Yeah. And yeah, you're absolutely right. He could be a target hog this season, even with a on a bad offense. Like it's, yeah. but they're that's the thing too. They're going to be down. It's going to be positive game scripts for him. It's like they're going to be they're going to be losing almost every game they play. They're going to be trying to throw the ball as much as possible. And it seems garbage like yards. Yeah, yeah. It seems like he's going to get he's going to prosper from that. You know. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think Hollywood's going to have a good season, and then you know potentially next year he gets a lineup across from Marvin Harrison Jr. We don't know what that looks like, but you know, I, I like Hollywood. I could probably move him up, but I'm not confident in doing so until I see what happens this year. Um, yeah. Mid season, you could see me move him up because he's just, you know, hogging targets and an absolute, um, you know, just a true wide receiver, one true wide receiver, one. So, um, yeah. What about, here we go. You have Deontay Johnson at 34. I have him at 36. We talked about Pickens yesterday. Um, the next couple wide receivers we're going to be talking about are complementary pieces to guys that we've talked about, uh, very recently. So, uh, tell me about Deontay. Then I want to talk about Mike Evans and Keenan Allen. Yeah. You know, Deontay Johnson, uh, is 27 years old. He's got two years left under contract with the Steelers. Uh, finished inside the top 10 once in his career. Uh, in 2021, he was the wide receiver eight, top 10. Um, only 81 yards, 81 more yards than Pickens last year. Like, it's it, everyone's saying that Pickens had a, a, a bad rookie year, and I was guilty of saying that as well. But I, I it's just not the reality of the situation. And Deontay Johnson had a very weird season last year. He saw 141, 147 targets. He caught 86 passes and scored zero touchdowns, like zero touchdowns on 86. So you're going to see positive regression there for his touchdown total. But, you know, he 147 targets is a lot of targets like he he I could still I still see him leading the team in targets. You know, give Pickens and and Fryermuth another season in the system, and hopefully that team gets better. And I could see Pickens kind of outshining him in the future. But as of right now, in in the short term, Deontay Johnson is the number one target there in in Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, yeah. So I have him at thirty six. I have Pickens much higher. That is purely talent for me, and I think you're going to start to see that this year with Pickens 
overcoming and kind of alpha dogging him out of the way and being the wide receiver one. Part of that is because Pickett and Pickens have that rookie chemistry that they developed last year. And I think it's just building and building and Pickens is going to have a great camp and his catch radius, as I talked about is incredible. So um, I just think that Deontay is totally fine taking a back seat. You can call it, but not really. I mean, he's going to see a massive target share. Uh, Pickens will probably have more touchdowns, but um, I like that offense taking a big step forward this year. I think Pickett, they found their guy. So, um, I don't know. To me, it's just weird. Like last season, you heard a little bit about Deontay Johnson, maybe possibly getting traded, like all these weird rumors around that. Um, yeah. but for me, it's a chemistry thing with Pickett. And I think Pickens has that a little bit developed more. Uh, but I expect to see Deontay Johnson get some more touchdowns and have a good year there. Um, so yeah, yeah. even, even if his, even if his, uh, volume comes down from a hundred, 147 targets, I still see him having over a hundred targets. You know, he's still going to have a very productive year, but I, I get what you're saying. George Pickens is the more talented receiver. That's yeah. just how it is. Yeah. Um, uh, anyways, I, I have, uh, Mike Evans at 39 and Keenan Allen at 40. You have them at 40 and 41 in that same order. Let's talk about them really quickly. We don't need to expand on much. We know what they are. Um, the stories there is, will Mike Evans have another 1,000-yard receiving year like he's had every year in his career? And so. will Keenan Allen come out in form and maintain that wide receiver one in a Herbert pass-heavy offense? Well, are you, you are you you asking me? I'm asking you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But those are the storylines. No, of course. No, absolutely. And I still I still believe in them. Um, you know, Keenan Allen is a target hog. Like I still think uh regardless of this rookie coming in, I Keenan Allen's gonna lead the team in targets, he's gonna lead the team in receiving yards, but he's never been like that touchdown kind of guy. He's been a possessional receiver. So um, you know, Mike Evans, on the other hand. Saw his lowest touchdown total since 2017 last year. I just, I, I don't know. Baker was sixth in deep ball accuracy last year. Still throws the ball pretty deep. If Baker is the guy, I have no idea. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. But, I mean, Mike Evans is a good receiver. We, we've seen that time and time again, right? Uh, he was even better with, with Brady. But, you know, he, I don't know. He, he could make Baker look good. Yeah. Mike Evans and Godwin, like they, they could, they're that types of receivers that they could make Baker just look good out there. So I don't yeah. know. I'm, yeah. I, I don't really know how to feel about them. Yeah. I think Evans gets a thousand again. He's just such a freak out there. He made Johnny Manziel look good in college. And we saw how that <laughs> turned out for him in the, in the pro game. So, you know, I could see him making Baker look good as well. Baker likes to sling it a little bit more. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's going to have a monster season. He's certainly getting a little older and, uh, you know, he could get a little frustrated throughout the season and we'll see how that plays out in terms of Keenan. I think he's aging. I think he's just I don't know why I think he's aging. I just like have that feeling about him. I yeah. just feel like he's fragile. Uh, he is going to lead the team in targets, but I think Quentin Johnson leads that team in touchdowns. Uh, okay. So hot take there, but I just think he's going to be yeah. the young energy spark plug that um, that Herbert really develops a good relationship with and is like his next-gen receiver. So 
um, yeah, yeah those, those are my thoughts there. Let's talk well, about, you know, real quick. I just want to chime yeah. in Keenan Allen. Um, he's 31. So yes, he is aging. He's under contract for two more seasons. There's a little bit of stability there. I don't think he's that fragile. Like last year was, he didn't miss many games prior to last year. Like he, and even after he missed the seven games due to a, a what was it? A hamstring injury. He still averaged six care, six receptions for 75 yards. He's been doing that for six straight years. He's averaged more than six catches a game for more than 75 yards. Like, we haven't seen any sign of decline other than his uh, hamstring injury that he had a hard time with. But yeah. he's never had over eight touchdowns in a single year. Like, he's he's a solid wide receiver, too, until we see that decline. And I don't think we've seen it yet. Yeah, I guess just for me, he's 31, coming off injury. Um, he missed two games in 2020 but yeah you're right every other season from 26 17 was um healthy 16 16 16 and then 16 and 21 so uh, yeah. only two of those seasons he had injury i guess like dating back to prior to that he had a little bit more injury issues but for me it's his age 31 season um i don't know i just get that feeling about keenan whether it's right or wrong but um yeah hey, let's talk Let's talk about our boy. Uh, we both love him. I've watched so many games of him. I was lucky to watch him live down in uh, Houston for three years. DeAndre Hopkins. We both have mm. met. We both have met thirty-eight. Um, let's talk about him before we wrap up our, our DeAndre, episode here. DeAndre uh, Hopkins. I it. Someone send this to him. Sign with Kansas City. Stop messing around with Tennessee. Don't sign with the Patriots. Go to Kansas City. I like just please, please, for everybody that plays fantasy football, go to Kansas City. We all want to see it happen. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, I love Hopkins. I think he said that he's going to play until he's not a thousand yard receiver. And he is just like so built so well and is like just your stereotypical wide receiver one that I think that could be quite a long time. I mean, you could see four years of him just falling no, out. Well, Dude, what if he goes to Kansas City? Like Patrick Mahomes will have him be a thousand yard receiver for the next ten years. Like yeah, he's like eternity. I could see that happening. Like yeah, yeah, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Um, likely landing spots. We've heard Patriots being probably the leader in the clubhouse, uh, but I agree. Chiefs would be awesome. Uh, regardless of where he is, I think he's going to have a great year. Uh, he's yeah, just I just in. In my dynasty league, I just traded a second rounder, a future second rounder for him. So I would do um, that. Yeah, I was you. just banking on I, I, we, I did this uh, months ago when it was talks about him being released and signing with a new team. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just take a flyer on him. You know, he's he's one of the greatest wide receivers of this generation. Like he's been what from 2015 to 2020. Uh, he placed outside the top five once like in that in that five, six year span like he's been a perennial top five guy yeah. like quarterback proof all of that so let's I'm make happy a, let's make a let's make a trade live on air i'll give you a second and a third rounder for hopkins right now i i'm declining that i'm declining that just i i i believe that he's going to sign with kansas city and if he does you'd be stealing him from me for a second and a third just Let's make a live trade on air. <laughs> you're not going to take DeAndre Hopkins from me live on air. You're not going to twist my arm. You're not going to. It's not happening. Okay. Give the people what they want. No, it's not happening. 
All right. Done deal. It's not happening. DeAndre Hopkins is staying on the squad. Okay. All right. Well, here's my 31 to 40. I got Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, Traylon Burks, Hollywood Brown, Christian Kirk, Deontay Johnson, Jamison Williams. There's a question mark there. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, and Keenan Allen. Um, so that's my 31 to 40. We went ahead and just shot off 21 to 40. So happy we did. Uh, go ahead and, and list off your 31 to 40 and let's uh, wrap this bad boy up. Yeah, absolutely. 31, I had started with uh, Jahan Dotson, then Traylon Burks, followed by Zay Flowers, Deontay Johnson, Hollywood Brown, Calvin Ridley, Jamison Williams, DeAndre Hopkins, Rashad Bateman, and Mike Evans. And uh, right. I will put a little caveat. I'm going to be making some adjustments after the conversations we've had on this podcast, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! But that's why we're doing this. You know, we got to go through it, you know, be fluid, you know, be water. You got to go with the flow. And uh, from the conversations we've had, you make some good points, Mike. I just want to say that, you know, Appreciate you make some good that. points and you're, 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 you're persuading me into uh, adjusting my rankings. I'm a salesman at heart. Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I appreciate that rye, but let's go ahead and, Buckle up! Buckle up, everybody. God, I can't wait to eat the rest of this pizza. Let's go. Buckle up.